0: I get so much out of my AMA membership. My favorite part is the networking and connections I have made within the marketing community. I feel so fortunate to have the opportunity to build relationships with like-minded professionals in the capital region.
1: Welcome to episode 11 of the Capital Marketer podcast presented by the American Marketing Association, AMA New York Capital Region Chapter in Albany, New York. I'm Blaze Bryant. Hope all is well with you and your family as we navigate the pandemic. We're promoting our members here in July. You heard in the opening our brand new president, Chelsea Jankow, talking about the value of her membership a-M-A-N-Y-Capital.org. We have a brand new website where you can go and sign up 149 bucks. Half the price with the same amount of programming. That's what I called two for the price of one, AMAnycapital.org. Go sign up, become a member. If you have three or more people, it's 119 bucks a person. Can't really beat that. Now we have a great show. We're going to jump right into things. We'll start off by hearing about some marketing lessons here in the Capital Region. Warren Zeiser is with me here on the Capital Marketer Podcast. He recently did a webinar, Beekman eighteen o two and Deathwish Coffee marketing lessons and strategies in the Capital Region. Warren is also the owner of We Rise Consulting, uh, which is a consulting business here in the area. Warren, I can't thank you enough for being so generous with your time and joining me here on the Capital Marketer Podcast.
2: Oh, Blaze! Absolutely, my pleasure. I was excited to to when I heard about it, and I'm glad to be able to join you.
1: Well, thank you so much. I was really fascinated by something you said in the beginning of your webinar. You started out initially wanting to be an attorney. Then you ended up doing consulting. So, and and even dropping out of college to kind of go this route. What made you not want to be an attorney anymore?
2: Uh, I don't know if it was necessarily a, I'd love to tell you I had this deep strategic plan, but man that just wasn't the case i you know i had a 2 year college degree i was the first person in my family ever to attend college or step foot on a college campus other than maybe a, a keg party that <laughs> a crazy <uncle> <laughs> um, so I you know I, I had a two-year degree and, and I and I got a grant to go to this local community college and I had wanted to be a corporate attorney since as far back as I can remember and then you know I got my two-year degree and it was time to go on to big boy law school I, I then figured out that it was going to cost a ton of money to do that and uh, being a little broke kid from you know Long Island. Uh, I didn't have that money. So I, I said, I got to get a job and, you know, trying to make money to afford to pay my way through college. And I just took this sales job. I, I actually lied about my age. It was supposed to be 21 because it came with a company car. And <laughs> I lied. I was 19 and told him I was 21. And um, and then lo and behold, I wound up having a knack for it. I loved it. I, it was, a, I was a sales rep for a couple of years and just never went back to school. And I always said I would. And my grandfather, who uh, was my 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 mentor and 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 father figure in life, told me you're in, you're crazy for doing this. You should go back to school. If you leave, you'll never go back. And I said, Grandpa, I'm I'm not going to give up law school to sell food. That's just insane. And he, he was right. He was right. Um, and uh, about two and a half years into it, uh, I was offered a. Uh, management position, and then a year later, was offered a partnership in the company. So I was like 23 years old, and uh, they offered me a partnership. It turned out to be an amazing move. It was stupid and reckless at the time, but it worked out great. Uh, spent 23 years uh, building a company and growing and opening new locations, and we built it to 70 million in sales. And then I made an exit from the company and did a couple of other things. But I, I was a CEO for Mastriani Bakery. I was a uh, sales director for a national, a uh, uh, three billion dollar a year food distributor, and then when I sold off Mastriani, I I had always wanted to be a consultant. It was something I'd wanted to do for the past ten years or so, and I took the opportunity. and It's been almost four years, and and I could not be happier. It's it just an amazing ride.
1: What made you want to do consulting?
2: You know, when I ran my food company, the the what I did where what made me successful as a partner in that company is i put all of my focus on training and teaching and what so many companies do is we put focus on building an infrastructure or creating a product or recruiting and hiring all the time but we don't put enough focus on teaching and training and developing your team i, I was not the smartest guy in the world so what i figured out is that if if i If I could just teach people how to do this really well, I wouldn't have to recruit as much. I wouldn't have to have like all those other things wouldn't be as important if I could focus on training and teaching. So I became real good at that, uh, taught a lot of managers, trained managers and salespeople. And I loved it, whether it was real live sales and management training in the field or in a classroom setting. I was good at it. It separated me from the pack. And I knew that that was the journey I wanted to be on. Mm. So hence I jumped into consulting.
1: And that that's how We Rise Consulting came to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I remember sitting on my front porch uh July of 2016 and and I just pulled off this miracle to save Mastriani and and put him into bankruptcy, then pull him out of bankruptcy and broker a deal with these investors and it was this amazing story was really a miracle and I was feeling all good about myself. And then I realized two minutes later that I was for the first time since I was 12, I didn't have, I didn't have a job to go to the next day. So I had to figure out a plan. And, uh, I knew that if I kept looking at jobs, I would take one and never jump into consulting. So I figured now is the best time I decided to take the leap. And I knew as I do with most things in my life, I believe that all roads lead to somewhere. So whatever you do, there's going to be something good that can come out of it. And it's up to you to find, find it. And I took the opportunity and lo and behold, my first client, uh, reached out to me was Beekman 1802 and, uh, it's been a great ride ever since.
1: You Warren Zeiser here with me on the Capital Marketer podcast talked about Beekman 1802 and the kindness that they display in their marketing. I mean, yeah. Sure, they have all sorts of goat milk products and soaps and the whole thing that they sell and share in Sharon Springs, but also you really emphasized their kindness within the marketing. And certainly you exemplify a tremendous amount of kindness, A, in this conversation, and B, for taking the time to do the podcast. Uh, what really stood out to you and how were you able to help them with that?
2: Um, you know, I mean, I was familiar with the Beekman boys. I had a, a, a good friend of mine that I met through my time at Masteryani who recommended they contact me. So I was somewhat familiar with the brand, but not that much. And then when I started looking into what they were doing um, and you could see the messaging was really, about, they were so authentic and they still are um, and their kindness and the, the very inclusive, uh, they refer to their customers not as customers but as neighbors, and I love that. I remember the first time I heard them refer to customers as neighbors, and it really gave me a good sense of what the company was about. Um, my role with them was more on—I was—they asked me to come in and develop a division of the company, um, and kind of you know it, they had a division of the company it was in the food world. It was they had a small presence there, but they were trying to blow that up, and and that's where they brought me in. So they, they are kind to the core. I would wish I could take credit for any of that. I can't. Um, but what we did was we developed products and marketing around their vision for kindness and, and, and the way that they, they view their fan base and the world as a whole, you know, really are just, it's all about kindness and positivity. And I love that.
1: That's really interesting that here in the marketing world, we often refer to people as consumers or customers which now listening to you and talking about the neighbor aspect of it maybe that's something we need to be doing in the marketing world
2: i'm so about it i mean you know and you look at clients like beekman who refer to their their um customers, their audience, their fan base, if you will, as neighbors. And then I've, you know, I spent uh, two and a half years as a consultant and coach for Death Wish Coffee. And they, while a completely different uh, approach, they refer, you know, they always talk about their community, Mm -hmm. you know, and they- Emphasis on the word community, and that really, you know, those those two words, you know, being you know, neighborly and 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 the word community, really resonated with me. And it's how I believe marketing should be done. And, and I don't care if you're marketing or you're just selling lemonade on a street corner, if you're not being neighborly and, and 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 instilling a sense of community, I think you're missing the boat.
1: Now I have the Golden Girls stuck in my theme, the Golden Girls theme. I, I don't know why that popped into my head but I just wanted to let you know that it did.
2: Thank you for being a friend, right? Isn't that how it goes? Yes.
1: Absolutely. There you go. I, I I'll save the audience the singing, but
2: I, I was I was going to say the same thing. So <laughs> we're good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Warren Yeah, Warren Zeiser here with me on the Capital Marketer podcast. Now, from a consulting standpoint, you talked about how Beekman 1802 Death Wish Coffee, two completely different approaches, yet very community oriented. How difficult on your end is it to sort of figure out the different approaches to best help someone? Because I would imagine, certainly in light of everything that's going on, maybe more people who maybe without a job might be trying to go down a different road and maybe pursue consulting.
2: Yeah, I don't. You know, I mean, honestly, for me, one of the things that helps me be more effective as an executive coach or a business consultant is you have to get to know the people you're working with. Mm-hmm. So when well, I take on a client, I, you know, I get into the business. I am, I, I come to their office. I sit in on their meetings. I talk with their people individually. If you, I really get to know them. Um, and what's important to the members of the team, what's important to the leaders and the entrepreneurs that are running the company. And you have to approach it by what, you know, I can give them strategies. I can talk about, here's what I think we should do, but sometimes it doesn't fit into their core values or their mission statement. And, you know, you have to, so you have to best understand what their, you know, what their values are and what their intent is. That's, that's what helps me give them the guidance that I do. Um, You know, I've had it happen many times where, You know, I I just recently had a client where I made a suggestion as to how we could approach something, this new product line that we're looking to launch. And she flat out told me, no way, that's not how I want. It's not what my business is about. And even though it was a great idea that would make them a ton of money, that's not what she wanted to do. She says, I want to make money, but I want to figure out a better way to do it. And so it's really about learning what's important to them. And whether you're a coach, whether you're an employee, whether you're running a podcast or, or doesn't matter if you're in the marketing world, you need to lead with that, make recommendations so they have to fit into the box that that client, you know, feels comfortable with in terms of their, their core values.
1: And how do you deal with something that's sort of outside that box, that example that you just gave of a client flat out saying, this isn't necessarily a road I want to travel.
2: Um, I think what I've learned over the years is I know when to pick my battles, right? So when I start with a client as a coach, I'm going to tell them, listen, you brought me here because you need to learn things. You brought me here because you have an interest in growing the business. And there are areas where maybe you're not an expert at, right? So no entrepreneur knows everything. So, so you bring me in for my expertise for my 30 years of running and building and starting and turning around companies. So you need to be willing to listen and be open at the same time. Do not take everything I say, uh, you know, as, as gospel, because I'm not always right. So if I make a suggestion to a client and they say no, because it's, it's a, it's a thing about principle, then, I'll, sometimes I'll come back at them once, maybe twice, but if they're firm in their principles, I, I know when to walk away from that, you know, that discussion. If it's something that is sometimes a a matter of opinion where I say, I think we should go left and the client wants to go right. If I believe my position is correct and in the best interest of the client, I'll push that until the point where the client and I agree we're not going to talk about it anymore, or the client has, uh, has seen things a little differently and agrees with what I'm doing. You know, so there are times you just got to pick your battles. It's their company. I say it all the time. I, I can make all the suggestions in the world. I'm here to give you guidance and teach you. Um, you don't have to listen. But if you're hiring me, you should be willing to listen more often than not. But it's your company. It's your money. It's your future. You ultimately are the decision maker, not me.
1: So in essence, a lot of what you do is trying to help them with brand advocacy.
2: Yeah, among other things, right? And, and, and that's, you know, whether it's, you know, I mean, depending on the engagement with the client, I have clients that need executive coaching, right? So great entrepreneurs are un- unfairly expected to know everything, right? Everybody thinks, oh, you're running this great company. You have all the answers. You know everything, well, the reality is most entrepreneurs are building companies and they're growing. So each day something new comes up, and it's a first time for them, right? So I give the executive coaching um, uh, approach with them. Um, sometimes they need more. Sometimes they need coaching for the entire team, or there's a cultural issue. We need to work on change management. So it is a little bit different based upon uh, based upon the client.
1: Interesting. And business is doing okay.
2: Business has been amazing. Um, you know, I know you and I were talking earlier, and yeah. you know, I, I some so much of what I do is face to face. I don't do a cookie cutter model. I don't it's not one size fits all consulting that I read out of a book somewhere. Um, you know, this is this is life lessons that I've learned over thirty years, um, and I believe each client's got different needs, um, and so I like to get in there face to face and be very personal. And um, but now with COVID over the past several months, that's changed. And what I found interesting was that when I went from meeting with clients for an hour or two hours or five hours a week, once or twice a week, it went to talking to them every day, sometimes two or three times a day as we're walking through the COVID situation. And I don't have experience, right? I'm hired for my experience. I don't have any experience dealing with a global pandemic, but what we do is we talk sometimes 3 4 times a day because something new came up and we have to discuss okay what do you think we should do here and and I become the confidant for the leader you know just to bounce ideas off of you know and that that's a really valuable service
1: sure what's one piece of advice you would give to clients or companies based or neighbors let's not forget the neighborly part of this year as we are kind of in this sort of limbo from retransitioning as companies are reassessing well do we really need this person to be working from home or not what's that one piece of advice that that you have been providing
2: i, I think the, it's interesting how the advice has not changed my advice is always embrace change right don't run from it embrace change and be open to a different way of doing things, a different way of seeing things than you originally thought. And I know, you know, when it comes to, to, you know, change. And as I said earlier, I I live by the mantra, every road leads to somewhere. So you could hit me with a global pandemic and that's awful and terrible in so many ways, but at the end of it, I can't control it. So I, I have to do something good with it. I have to, and every entrepreneur should do something good with it. And you look at what, What I love about entrepreneurship and you look at these restaurant owners and hotel owners and business owners who are quickly, you know, the first the first month, first couple of weeks, they took a punch in the face and they just didn't know what to do. And then they recovered. And that that next month was kind of just stabilizing their stabilizing their 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 feet. And now they're coming out swinging and they're making changes and evolving their businesses for the better good pandemic or no pandemic. They're making you know, decisions for the future of the business that will always be good. So I had a client that was in need of a um, uh, an e-commerce expert. And we were trying to find somebody. I, I, one of the things I do is I help my clients identify and hire people. And we were trying to find somebody, but Capital Region isn't really known for those people. There are a couple of experts in the area, but not a lot. Uh, so we went on a, a national search and what we realized was there's a ton of talent out there, but they all have to work virtually because they're in Texas or New York City or Orange County, California. And they were not open to the idea. Absolutely not. We have to have them front and center in the building. And that was a challenge. So now we get somebody to relocate. Wasn't going to happen. Now with COVID, everybody in that business is working remotely and they're killing it right they're crushing it out there and i think what we've learned is that we can be as productive if you have the right team so if you didn't hire the right people from the beginning whether they work in the building or you let them rework work remotely they're not going to be as productive as if, as if you hired the right person give me the right person remotely versus the wrong person in my office i'll take that every day
1: yeah i i couldn't agree with you more how can people touch base with you
2: um, best thing to do is you can go to the website, which is we rise consulting.com. Um, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I have a pretty solid, um, network and a presence on LinkedIn. So either one of those ways is great. And uh, if they want to email me, it's pretty simple. Warren at we rise consulting. Yeah. Can reach out anytime.
1: Warren Zeiser, you have been extremely kind with your time. Thank you so much for your insights and your time here on the Capital Marketer Podcast. Thank you so
3: much. Pleasure,
2: Blaze. Great talking to you. My name is Gil Chorbajan, and I have always been
3: a strong advocate for the AMA, but never more so than after unexpectedly losing my job last year. The networking resources, educational programming, and online content available through the AMA were instrumental in helping me find a new position. That experience really solidified the importance of being a member for me and I strongly encourage others to do the same. And with membership now priced at $149 a year, it's never been more affordable. So what are you waiting for?
1: Welcome back to the Capital Marketer Podcast presented by the American Marketing Association New York Capital Region Chapter. I'm Blaze Bryant. The olympic theme music you are hearing is because we're passing the torch. From Will Trevor, the outgoing president, to Chelsea Jankow, the incoming president. Will and Chelsea, I appreciate you being very kind with your time and joining me here on the Capital Marketer Podcast. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for having us. Pleasure to be here.
1: Absolutely. So uh, as we talk about the year in review and the year ahead, Will, I'll start with you. Uh, this certainly has been an interesting year, hasn't it?
3: An, an interesting year is, is exactly how to, to put it. Um, I, I think despite what has happened, it, it's been an amazing year. For, for the AMA and, uh, and for the New York Capital Region chapter. But personally, I've enjoyed every, every minute of it. I've, I've had a, a fantastic group of people to work with. Um, Chelsea has been a, an exceptional president elect. Uh, we've got a wonderful board of volunteers, in, including yourself, Blaze. So we, we've achieved so much. Um, we had to pivot part way through the year we had to move online. A lot of our events have been on Zoom, but, you know, that didn't stop us. We we had a, um, a conference, a virtual summit, just a few weeks ago with some interesting speakers. We also uh, have conducted a few panel discussions. We did one uh, called Keep Calm and Carry On, um, crisis communications in the time of coronavirus. A lot of C's in there, um, you know, <laughs> which, which had upwards of about 120 people coming to it. And, um, you know, what else have we done this year? We, we set up a scholarship, we set up a mentorship program uh, in the past few weeks. Chelsea launched our new website just, uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, uh, I, I couldn't be more proud of the team and, and where, where we are. And um, where we finish is just a few weeks ago, the American Marketing Association announced that its uh, membership fee is just 149 dollars blaze that is a lot of value that you are getting for 149 dollars but in uh, in the, the chapter you you get to come to our events for free so uh uh what what can i say uh, it's been a great year
1: i can put it very simply you're getting in fact twice the value because the membership used to be 300 you did so Chelsea what's it like being president-elect
0: it's a lot of prepping to be president. Um, I'm really fortunate because I got to watch a great president in action and learn from a great president. Um, so I had some great examples to prepare myself to uh, go into the president role.
1: Now, talk a little bit more about that prep.
0: It's, it's kind of like uh, the mentorship program that we just launched. You know, you're you're doing a lot of watching and asking questions, um taking on special projects, for example, the website uh, that the president needs help with and it's being the a support system for the for the president. It's a big job. There's a lot of responsibility and it's nice to have uh like a right-hand person.
1: For sure. Now, was it different? How different was it? in comparison to what you were expecting it to be
0: um i don't think it was too different from what i was expecting it to be um it you know there's a lot to learn and sometimes you might not realize uh, all the work that goes into uh, running the chapter and being in the president-elect role you get uh, even more of an insight than you do from being on the board
1: Sure, that makes all the sense in the world. Will Trevor, the outgoing president, Chelsea Jankow, the incoming president of AMA New York Capital Region Chapter, joining me here on the Capital Marketer Podcast. I had to get in all my C's there too, Will. Um, (laughs) One of the things that we accomplished this year, which we hadn't done in about 20 years, is the Chapter Excellence Awards. Will, if you could talk about that a bit more.
3: Yeah, it, it's something that's that's run by the American Marketing Association's Global Support Center in Chicago, um, and also the what's called the Professional Chapters Council, which, which is staffed by volunteers from from chapters uh, across across the country. And what we're required to do is really sort of showcase everything that we've done during during the chapter year. So. We're going to talk about the great programming that we've done, the breakfast briefs, the panel discussions. We're going to talk about the uh, the, the virtual conference, the re-engage and reconnect that we had a, a few weeks ago. We're going to talk about the, the amazing uh, mentorship program, the new website, the, the podcasts that you do, um, the uh, the engagement that we have with, with our volunteers. Uh, and we're really going to sort of show how we developed during the year, um, some of the highlights, and um, it it almost becomes like a a history of the chapter for the year. We filled one out, we did one the year before, as you mentioned, first time in 20 years. Um, This year, we saw where we could improve. Uh, For example, uh, we we had some some cash uh, sitting in the bank. We wanted to make great use of it, we put $54,000 into a a scholarship fund Um, we've conducted things like a volunteer satisfaction survey for for the the first time we also became uh and there are only uh three or four chapters in the country uh, an ama foundation partner chapter uh, which means that we donate some of the dues that we get from our uh, members to the AMA Foundation, which goes to support other scholarships and uh, things for, for, for students. So so that Chapter Excellence Award really does show that we are a chapter who is committed to, to excellence in everything that we do. And predominantly, uh, a member would hopefully see that in, in the value that we, that we give to them.
1: Absolutely. And speaking of excellence, our new website is amanycapital.org. Go look at that excellent website. It is really well done, Chelsea. You did a great job on it, as well as the rest of the team. As uh, you're listening to the rest of this uh, podcast here, talk about what into what went into the uh, website and getting all that done, Chelsea.
0: Honestly, we uh, had a local company, Capital District Digital, uh, who did all of the execution. They were great to work with, uh, totally understood our viewpoint. We wanted something more modern and updated. They really listened to us and were able to bring our ideas to life.
1: That they did. And all of our events are there. Everything you need to know, AMANYcapital.org. I'll say that a couple more times before we close out the show here. Chelsea, what's the year ahead looking like?
0: Well, we have, you know, really experienced uh, a tough few months in the world. Uh, So our number one goal starting off the year is going to be membership. Um, A lot of great things have happened. And the annual dues for the AMA are down to 149, like Will mentioned earlier. Um, If the 149 wasn't good enough, they've uh, just released a group discount rate as well. Uh, For uh, which is even better than the 149. Um, And there's so many amazing benefits of being an AMA member. Uh, So we're really going to work to showcase that and make sure everyone in the Capital Region knows um, that the AMA New York Capital Region chapter is the go-to for local marketers. Uh, We're also going to make sure we have a lot of opportunities for our volunteers. There's a lot of great marketers in the region and we want to make sure they have uh, different opportunities to volunteer and something that works well with their lifestyle and their schedule. And we want to be a great resource for local marketers to find new opportunities coming out of um, a very high unemployment rate. There's you know, going to be a lot of people looking and we want to be uh, a good resource for them to turn to, Uh, for that networking and to find those opportunities.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you were just talking about that group membership, right? 119 bucks a person for three or more people. I mean, you have three people. I'm just sitting here doing the math really quick. That's 357 bucks, 57 more dollars for three people than it was for one person to have, a $300 membership. I mean, you can't beat that bargain.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, great benefits that go along with it.
1: Right. I mean, a lot of our events are free and the membership events that are not free. There's a, there's a discount. So, I mean, not even Groupon or, you know, Cyber Monday, you, you, you can't beat these deals. You can't.
3: No, I, I, I think, um, blaze, that when, when people ask me what what's the value of being a member of the American Marketing Association, uh, I give them my example. Um, it's the best one I know. Uh, I've 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 been in the AMA for it's just over it's just over three years now. In that time, I've expanded the number of contacts that I have, particularly in the marketing community across the capital region. Um, I have perhaps taken part in activities that I might not otherwise have had the opportunity to do. I have had the pleasure of working with, you know, fellow, um, fellow volunteers who i have now call my friends. You know, I, it, it, it's, um, there's a lot of value there for just 149 bucks. Um, and you know, if you don't do anything with it, it's like a gym membership. It, you know, it, it's a tax, you know, <laughs> if you, if you, If you never go to the gym, then uh, but you keep paying your your membership, because I will go, I will go at one point, uh, and you never do, then you're just wasting your money. You know, same with AMA membership. But if you're prepared to get involved, if you're prepared to become a volunteer, if you're prepared to come along to um, our our events, the breakfast briefs, the panel discussions, if you're prepared to um, perhaps uh, talk to us about being a speaker, um, you know, all of those things make sure that that one hundred forty nine dollars is a really good investment in you, in terms of your personal and your professional development.
1: And I believe you can even sign up to become a member right on our website, can't you?
3: Yes, you can. Uh, it's very easy. It's just a couple of quick, uh, quick clicks, uh, and uh, you're uh, you're you're pretty much on. It's it's almost as simple as uh, ordering something from Amazon.
1: Absolutely! Wow, one hundred forty nine bucks. You can sign up right on our website, AMANYcapital.org. A couple of minutes left here, Will and Chelsea, what are both of you looking forward to the most on a personal level here within the next uh, year? As you're transitioning out, Chelsea, you're stepping in. What are you looking forward to the most?
0: Well, my favorite thing um, about being involved in the AMA New York Capital Region chapter is the people. So I think I'm looking forward to uh, watching the chapter thrive with our new board structure and all of the great new members and volunteers that we're going to have and all of the people that I'm going to have the opportunity to meet and connect with.
1: For sure. Will, how about you?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see where, where things go next. Uh, I think, um, it, it's a it's been an absolute pleasure this last year uh, you you do realize that uh you're um, and I hate to break this to you Chelsea but your presidential year goes past really quickly and yeah. as soon as you think you you've just got started and halfway through you're preparing the next person to to, to carry on um, a presidential year is just one year and, and and that's absolutely right because I think it means that other people um who put in uh, a lot of work and a lot of volunteering do get the opportunity to, to, to um, take the helm at, uh, at some point. Um, I think Chelsea's got some great fresh ideas. Um, she's been working hard to pull together a, a team of, of very motivated folks uh, who are clearly going to be uh, uh, very um, uh, excited to be working with her and working with each other. Um, I, I'm excited to see what happens next.
1: Absolutely, hopefully in May, the three of us we get to go to Chicago, introduce will to a baseball game Wrigley Field just before the summit. you know, you can hang out or 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 maybe even do a uh what is it a, a you know a cricket uh cricket thing, right?
3: We could do uh, I mean plays I've never seen a baseball match. I hear they're they're really quite exciting, so uh yeah i'll be uh, I'll be delighted to come along and see one of those.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's I'll have my I'll have my radio with me because that's 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 how I just absorb it and everything. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I really hope that we're able to get to Chicago because the other thing, too, I mean, here we are sitting here being all tongue in cheek about baseball in Chicago and everything in the summit. I mean, the summit leadership summit is just as inspiring as. You possibly could imagine an event being, as both of you know, uh, which is the genesis of this podcast that we're doing here.
3: It is. It's awesome. Um, you, uh, you, you get to meet Russ Klein, who's the chief executive of, of the AMA. And, and the thing I've said about Russ before is it, it's easier to list the big brands he's not being um, chief marketing officer or, or president of. Sure. Most famously, he was the guy uh, who brought in the Creepy King at, uh, at, at Burger King. Um, but, but also that you, you get to tap into some amazing um, knowledge and experience from, you know, whether it's the folks down in Austin, whether it's uh, our colleagues in, in Jersey or New York City or over in Boston. Um, you come away with a lot of good ideas, as you did with your, your podcast. Uh, and you come away with a, a, a lot of uh, a lot of new friends as uh, as well. Um, it's really a very invigorating uh, three days in in Chicago.
1: Yeah, and even the virtual one that uh, they really did as good of a job as you could possibly do pulling a virtual event together, they did. Um, it just a really really fascinating thing. And we hosted a regional retreat this year too. So we look did. at us. This is really the time to get involved, isn't it?
0: It is. I think there's a lot of exciting things coming and uh, a lot of exciting things have been put in place in the past year. Um, Lots of great events and lots of great people and it's a perfect time to get involved.
1: Will Trevor, Chelsea Jankow, thank you for being so kind with your time. I'll let you go and keep calm and carry on. AMANYcapital.org. Thank you both very much.
3: Thanks, Blaze. I, I, I Thank this, you, this has been great fun. I was I had the pleasure of being on your very first podcast, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's been a delight to see how you have developed these things. And it's a pleasure to be on this last one in the end of my chapter year.
1: Well, it's equally a pleasure to have both of you on. Thank you so much.
3: Thanks,
0: Blaze. Thanks, Blaze.
1: Thank you so much for listening to episode eleven of the Capital Marketer Podcast. Facebook.com slash nycrama, N-Y-C-R-A-M-A. On Twitter and Instagram, at nycrama, N-Y-C-R-A-M-A. Go to our website, amanycapital.org. Has all of our events. We're looking for some volunteer positions, VP of website, and social media. See you in August here on the Capital Marketer Podcast. I'm Blaze Bryant.